Q-Code and HTC present Hank the Cowdog, starring and produced by Matthew McConaughey, written and directed by Jeff Nichols. For the latest of Hank the Cowdog, subscribe to the show wherever you find your favorite podcast. You can also learn more at QCodeMedia.com or by following at QCodeMedia. Well, it's me again, Hank the Cowdog. Well, 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 well. So there we were, the witchy little old Madam Moonshine and me, dangling in a mess of vines deep inside the dark, unchanted forest. That was a big enough problem all on its own, but Madam Moonshine also just informed me that down below us were two bloodthirsty coyotes whose ravenous growls let tell they'd be hungry for just about anything that fell out of the sky, especially us. Uh, Madam, when were you planning on telling me about these coyotes? Oh, after the singing. I think it helped break the news, hmm. don't you? I couldn't say it did, because at that very moment, I saw them. Two scraggly gray heads with yellow eyes poked out of the bushes and literally licking their chops. Madam, I've had a little experience with these two guys. There are a couple of nasty brothers named Rip and Snort that run the Skull Canyon game. Do you suppose they would eat one or both of us if given the opportunity? Absolutely both. Yes, ma'am, in a New York minute. They aren't the brightest bulbs in the shed, but I'm sorry to report that they're double tough and always hungry. <laughs> hey, hey, check it out, Rip. Check it out. Now, Snort sees two birds in a trick. Before, Snort only saw one of them birds, but now I see two. As you can tell, Snort was quite fond of referring to himself in the third person, and Rip well, let's just say he favored one-syllable answers. <laughs> that that little bird looks like an owl, don't you reckon? <laughs> but now that big bird has a funny look. He's, he's funny looking, don't you reckon? <laughs> oh, I, I take first dibs on that big bird. Snort will eat him up first. Now, now, Rip, Rip, settle down, mate. We can share that big bird. We'll eat him up first. <laughs> well, it sounds as though they want you to go first. Ah, uh, it sure does. Uh, let me talk to them. I happen to be fluent in their language. It's your basic coyote dialect, which is a branch off the tree of universal doglish. <clears throat> uh, afternoon, guys. Hello down there. Oh, how you reckon the weather's going to be? As the coyotes whispered what I'm sure was an enlightening world-reckoning conversation, a light rain began to patter on the leaves. Sadly, not enough rain to drive these two crazies away. Huh. Is that you, Hunk? Yep, sir. Same old charming devil you've done business with many times before, Snort. Hot dog, it's great to see you again. <laughs> well, brother Rip here says, not so great for you, Hunkbird. <laughs> not if we eat you up, Hunkbird. <laughs> a fair point. You do realize, though, I'm not actually a bird. Well, we don't care. Hey, Snort reckons you're up in that tree. Birds are up in that tree. That makes you a bird dog. We'll eat you up, I reckon. <laughs> uh, Hank? Don't worry, madam. I think I'm making progress with the quiet one. It, it, it's, it's raining. Good, good. Love rain. These pastures could use more moisture, don't you think, boys? My newly wet foot is slipping out of the vine. That's great news. Me too. <gasps> oh, jeez, that's bad news. I looked down, or up, I guess, and saw my foot was slipping too. And then, to make matters worse, I heard the second most terrible thing you can ever hear. Rip and snort tuning up their voices. And that could only mean one thing. Oh, dear. 
Are they about to sing? Yes, madam, they're tuning up to sing the Coyote Sacred Hymn and National Anthem. It's an old coyote tradition. When they're done singing, they eat. Oh, dear. Oh, I just a ruthless coyote. I like howling at the moon. I like to sing and to holler. And I'm crazy, crazy as a loon. And that's the first most terrible thing. Coyote singing. It was a bad song made worse by the vocalist. I just a ruthless coyote. Madam, we gotta work fast. I know it's risky to use your backwards power, but maybe if you try again, reverse the scene on these jokers, it'll sweep them up into the trees. Perhaps. It could be a wonderful plan. Well, of course it is. Don't forget you're running around with the head of ranch security here, ma'am. No need for that reminder. Madam squeezed her eyes shut to concentrate. Her beak started to open, but then came... Oh, dear. I've forgotten the words. Oh, I must have dropped a half a foot in my vines. Close enough to hear Rip's teeth and gnashing. Hurry up, madam. Just say something. I do not like being rushed. It could backfire. But if we don't do something quick, we won't have any backs left to fire. Oh, Hank, the fire! Quick, quick. Okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, uh, Topsy-turvy, rickets-curvy, barley rind, wheatly, backwards power, sweet and sour, reverse the seat completely. As I dangled in anticipation, I could see Madam Moonshine sneak one eye open. And then, a sound I could only describe as worster than the firster. One you'd never want to hear. Did it work? No, ma'am. You just made it so they sing the words in reverse. Coyote, ruthless, just I. Now, to be honest, maybe the song was better backwards. Madam Moonshine's vine slipped again. Hold on, madam. I got one more idea. On the count of three, we'll push ourselves out of these vines. Count of three, yes? Yes, and when you hit the ground, jump to your feet. Your power ought to work again, right? One would hope so, wouldn't one? And then make a wish. A wish, yes. Okay, okay, ready? One. A wish for what? Two. Wait, wait, you never told me what to wish. Well, you wish for Rip and Snort to be hungry for anything other than us. That won't work. It has to be something. I need to wish for them to be hungry for something specific. What could it be? Hank! Mm-hmm. Hank. Hank, why are you smiling? Cat. What? Make them hungry for nothing but cat. Oh, we hit the ground so hard, Rip and Snort like to jump out of their skin. And that gave us just enough time to get in position. Get on your feet, madam. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. And about that time, Rip and Snort realized what had befallen on their heads. They started circling. Now we got a big supper, eh? Hurry, madam. Your words. Yes, yes. Oh, dear. The words. What were they? Madam. <laughs> Rain and shower, spider webs and this and that make these ruthless savages hungry for a bat. bat. No, not a bat, a cat. A cat. Did I? Oh goodness, I do not like this pressure. A wall of gleaming yellow eyes, long white teeth, and raised hackles was headed straight for us. Madam Snort leapt for Madam Moonshine and scooped her up in his mouth. Cat! Cat! Oh my goodness! Hungry for a cat! Rip jumped right in the middle of me. I thought of fighting back. I don't know if it would have done much good. I mean, those guys' idea of fun was to beat up on badgers and get sprayed by skunk. Oh, you could bite them, kick them, scratch them, throw dirt in their eyes, chew on their ears, spit in their coffee, and all it'd do is make them a little bit madder. 
I could see all 37 of Rip's teeth. They were just about the longest, sharpest teeth I'd ever seen, and I did not like the way they were decorated in that smile. He flicked out his tongue, swept it around to the right side of his drooling lips, and then took it all the way back across his mouth and mopped up the left side. Now, Rip, don't you go doing anything you might regret later. That grunt felt more threatening than the others, and it turns out, it was. You know what that mangy, yellow-eyed cannibal did next? He tried to fit the whole top of my head in his mouth. <laughs> Fellers, I thought my lights were fixing to go out for the very last time, but suddenly... <laughs> that's when I saw it. Snort looked more confused than usual, which was already always very confused. He spat Madame Moonshine out of his mouth like a bad bar of soap. Ouch! Beg your pardon. And Rip looked like my head could have been a stack of cow patties wrapped in Loper's undershorts. That didn't keep him from giving it a few more licks just to be sure. Oi, Rip, Snort don't want this, this old owl. Snort's hungry for a uh, uh, bat. Come on. No, no, no. Snort hungry for a uh, cat. Cat, yes, C-A-T. Very good, Snort. That sounds delicious, yeah, don't it? Rip and Snort don't want hung bird and that little old, that little old owl. Rip and Snort want to eat cat. Adam, you okay? I have never been treated like this before. The brute, the oaf, the unspeakable wretch. Yeah, she means that in the nicest way, boys. No, 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 just hold on there, pal. What kind of cat are you hungry for? Huh? You don't want a skinny little bitty meow meow cat, do you? Rip and snort want to eat a big, great, fat cat. The greatest biggest, fattest cat in the whole world, I reckon. That's the cat we're talking about. Wonderful taste, boys. That's asking a lot, gotta tell you. But if that's what you want, then we're gonna see if we can find you one. You, you, you better find one, Hunkbird, or Rip and Snort here will put a big hurt on you, Hunkbird. I'd expect nothing less from you, boys. Give me a sec. Let me consult with my partner. Madam. Can you use your powers one last time and help me find little Alfred? I won't spend one more minute with those beasts. Please, madam, my boy needs our help. Fine, but only because the boy is your friend. Madam leaned her head back and closed her eyes. The wind kicked up and a strange fog crept in from nowhere I could figure. Vapors, oh foggy darkness, oh penetrating powers. I see him. I see him now. He's huddled in a shallow cave, frightened, alone, wet and cold, and crying. And down below. What, 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 what is it? Oh, no. And like that, the fog was gone, and there was nothing left but Madam's giant open eyes, and they were filled with fear. Madam, Madam, what was down below? A hungry beast. Cat? Cat? Bobcat? Yes, we must hurry. Follow me. All right, boys, this way. Follow us for an all-you-can-eat cat supper. Don't go anywhere, folks. Hank will be right back after a message from our sponsors. Now stomp your feet and tip your hat. Hank and friends, they'll be right back. We're celebrating family with Texas love for H-E-B. H-E-B family. H-E-B family. H-E-B family. When Sally Mae comes through that gate, old Hank arrives in second straight. From side to side, his tail does waggle, and H-E-B is on those bags. H-E-B family. 
H-E-B Family. H-E-B Family. Hank the Cowdog is presented by our friends at H-E-B. Born as a small grocery and dry goods store in Kerrville, Texas in 1905, H-E-B is still a family company. But they're more than just a store. H-E-B is all about Texans helping Texans. That's what they mean when they say, no store does more than H-E-B. Hank the Cowdog is presented by our friends at H-E-B. Born as a small grocery and dry goods store in Kerrville, Texas in 1905, H-E-B is still a family company with over 400 stores proudly serving families from the Gulf Coast to the Rio Grande Valley, through the hill country and up to the South Plains, not far from where old Hank calls home. H-E-B features the freshest meat, seafood, and produce sourced from Texas and all over the world, plus exclusive offerings you won't find anywhere else and unique H-E-B brand products with the taste that Texans love. You can even find yourself some treats for Hank and Drover's pals. And H-E-B is dedicated to offering low prices every day, plus more ways to save throughout the store. But they're more than just a store. Just like Hank helps his family and friends, H-E-B is all about Texans helping Texans and makes giving back to their communities an important part of their mission. That includes supporting education, helping military veterans, aiding disaster relief, protecting the environment, supplying food pantries, and sponsoring local charities statewide. The highest quality and freshness, the best selection, more ways to save, and a commitment to their communities. That's what they mean when they say, no store does more than H-E-B. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. We must hurry. What on earth are you doing, Hank? If you're going to run through a forest, you have to look straight ahead. Even a dog should know that. I know, but one rule I've always lived by is to never turn my back on cannibals. You take your eyes off these two for one minute and... Hey! hey! I look back and rip and snort and stop to scratch a hole in the dirt. Fellas, hey, hey, we gotta get a move on if you want a piece of this big cat. No, no, no more moving. Rip and snort are too hungry to move. We nap. Nap? What kind of bloodthirsty killers are you? We nap. Hunk will go get that big cat and bring it back. No, no, that won't work. This is not a delivery service situation here, boys. And heck, even if I wanted to, which I don't, there's no way I could get the bobcat back here. Uh, that's Hunk's problem. No, no, no. Look, boys, hey, I need your help. No help. Nap. No nap. Boys, I need... Boys! 
What are they doing? Nothing. Ha! I mean, you just can't win with these cannibals. Well, what will we do about the beast? Well, I'll have to figure that out when we get there. Oh, let's go! Are we close? Listen. A creek. I think he's just over that ridge. Wait. Oh, no. What's that sound? It's the buzzards. We crept to the edge of the ridge and peeked through the bushes. That awful chanting was coming from an oak tree near the creek. It was Wallace and Junior, a father-son pair of buzzards, and as usual, they had arrived on the scene to serve as omens of misfortune. There's the boy! Little Alfred was across the creek, which was starting to swell up from the rain. He was tucked up under a ledge of limestone in a shallow cave. Several feet below him was Sinister the Bobcat. That killer cat was just sitting dead still, staring at the boy. The way Pete the barn cat might watch a mouse. Stop playing around, cat! Get it! Ah, that mangy buzzard. Papa, he's he's just a little boy. Son, when you grow up, if you ever do, you'll find that this is a hard old tough world out here, and we take whatever we can get and don't ask no questions. Yeah, you can't serve two masters, Junior. You're either working for your stomach or you ain't working at all. So just hush up. Hank, what's your plan? I uh. You have to get the boy. He looks terribly scared. I know. Just, I just, I just... Go on, kitty. Me and my boy here don't approve of what you're fixing to do. No, we don't. But still and yet, we'll be happy to clean up the... Between all that squawking, Wallace got excited and slipped off his limb. Crashed down right next to Sinister, who fastened like and wheeled around and leapt for that dirty bird. Junior, get yourself down here. This cat's fixed up. At the last second, Wallace jumped in the air and caught an updraft. He flapped hard for some altitude and managed to get away just as Sinister snapped off a few tail feathers. Sinister spit out those feathers, but didn't take his eyes off Wallace till he found his perch. I ought to go back down there and thrash you good, you smart alecky cat. You're just lucky, Junior. Which, by the way, Junior, it's shameful the way you neglect your poor old daddy who's worked and slaved and scrimped and saved. I ought to have thrown up on that cat. You hear me, cat? You just come back over here and I'll show you how much damage a buzzard can do. Sinister made his way back down to a stalking spot below Alfred. Oh, it's spooky the way those cats can sit there without moving a hair, staring and staring with their big old cat eyes. You know what they're gonna do. You just never know quite when they're gonna do it. don't know when the beast will pounce. I don't, I know, I know, I don't, I, I, just, I just don't, I don't, Hank. I don't know if I can do it. Madam, I, I tangled with that bobcat once before, and heck, I was lucky to get out alive. And look, I know I talk a good game, and I know people think I'm the head honcho in charge, but I, I, I'm scared. Hank, I know you're scared, but weren't you the one that all alone went into the dark, enchanted forest on this great mission? Yes. And weren't you the one that got us out of our bind in the tree and tricked those vicious coyotes? Yes, and yes. But most of all, isn't that your boy down there that needs you? Yes, he is. Madam, 
You may want to step back a few miles. Tune in next time for the continuing adventures of yours truly, Hank the Cowdog. Hank the Cowdog stars Matthew McConaughey as Hank, Cynthia Revo as Madam Moonshine, Joel Edgerton as Rip and Snort, John R. Erickson as Wallace, Scoot McNary as Junior, Michael Shannon as Sinister the Bobcat, and Brody Stowers as Little Alfred. Written and directed by Jeff Nichols, based on the books by John R. Erickson. Executive produced by Jeff Nichols, Matthew McConaughey, Sarah Green, and Brian Cavanaugh-Jones of Tri-State Pictures, Mark Erickson of HTC Productions, Hart Gregg of Stuck On On, and Rob Herding of Q-Code. Co-executive producers, Dave Henning and Missy Nichols. Produced by Alexa Gabrielle Ramirez and Tess Ryan. Producer for Stuck On On, Allison Terrell. Edited by Hart Gregg. Sound design and mix by Lyman Harding. Original score by Darren Johnson. Original songs by John R. Erickson. Produced and arranged by Bruce Robison. Audio engineering by Lyman Harding. Dialogue editing by Ben Milchev. Sound design and mix consulting by Will Files and Matt Yoakum. Casting by Vicki Boone. Artwork by Mark Baird. Production coordinator, Jack Friedman. Post coordinator, Rachel Yanover. Educational program available courtesy of National Ranching Heritage Center. Hank the Cowdog is a Tri-State Pictures, HTC Productions, and Q-Code Production. 